Welcome to another episode of No Parachute. Today is April 9th, 2020. Holy Thursday. Even, uh, we're going to do the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. Uh, obviously, we have the option of um, the Chrism Mass readings as well. But uh, since I'm only doing one podcast today, the evening Mass uh, for the Lord's Supper is the one I'm going to look at. The first reading is from Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 8 and 11 through 14. The psalm is Psalm 116, uh, with the response coming from 1 Corinthians 10, 16. Kind of a cool blend of Old and New Testament there. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. The verse before the gospel is John 13, 34, and the gospel is John 13, 1 through 15. <clears throat> so in Exodus, in the first reading here, what what we hear is the story of the Passover, um, which is exactly what we would expect to hear on the feast of the Passover, the Lord's Supper. So the first Passover, Moses, well, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Aaron is the one that told every told everyone because he was the uh, orator of the two. This month shall stand at the head of your calendar and you shall reckon it the first month of the year. On the 10th of this month, every family must procure itself a lamb. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the month. And then with the whole assembly of Israel present, it shall be slaughtered during the evening twilight. So, on the 10th day, they get a lamb. On the 14th day, they have to go kill it, which means for four days, the whole family has been taking intimate care of this lamb. And for and getting to know it, right? A lot of families back then wouldn't necessarily have had their own flock, but because it says... Uh, every family must procure for itself a lamb. So, and they're in Egypt, they're in slavery. They probably have to go buy all their goods like we do at the grocery store. Um, so they go buy a lamb, take care of it for four days, and then slaughter it. Um, I don't know why God puts that, you know, <laughs> I, Again, I have little kids, so I think of Maui uh, trying to fatten up Hey Hey, the little chicken in um, Moana. But they've got to take care of this lamb before they kill it and eat it. Um, the, once they kill it, they shall take some of its blood and apply it to the two doorposts and the lintel of every house in which they partake of the lamb. That same night thou sh- they shall eat of its roasted flesh and with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. So, from there, obviously, uh, God comes through and will kill the firstborn of the land, both man and beast, except he will pass over, the, but the blood will mark the houses where you are. Seeing the blood, I will pass over you. Um, when I read this this morning, I was thinking, do you think there were any nice Egyptians? 
they were nice to some of the Israelites. Just like on, on the community level, maybe some of the lower tier people in the community of the Egyptians. Do you think any of the Israelites told any of the Egyptians? And were like, hey, you need to do this thing. Take some blood from a lamb, put it on your doorpost. Weird, I know. Just do it. You'll thank me later. Um, or if this was something that the Israelite people were kind of outcasts even among the lower ranks of Egyptians. I don't know. So from that, right, the people see God's faithfulness to this word and says, this day shall be a memorial feast for you and all generations shall celebrate. Um, With this, I thought, this same people that heard put blood on your door frame and your firstborn won't be killed saw the death of the Egyptian firstborns saw the other plagues saw the parting of the Red Sea saw a cloud descend on a mountain for which Moses went up and these people still made a golden calf We all screw up. We all take that short-term reward instead of the long-term the marshmallow test keeps coming to mind here where they put marshmallows in front of a kid they put one and say you can have this one marshmallow or i'll come back in in five minutes and you can have two and so many of us just take that one marshmallow eat it we're good we don't need to when we're called as christians to wait on our reward and so we all screw up we all have our own golden calves But God will save us too. God still saved the people of Israel, still brought them into the promised land. Yes, they had to go through 40 years in the desert. But that's what's ending today for us is our 40 days in the desert. Tonight as the uh, Holy Thursday, the Last Supper Mass starts, is the end of Lent. If this Lent through the COVID crisis and everything else wasn't a desert for you. Awesome. But, you know, all of us are called to be in a desert at times. So if you find yourself feeling deserted by God, either through your sin or something else, remember, it's intentional and God will save you from it. All right, we're not even out of the first reading and already seven minutes in. So, the uh, like I said, the Psalm 116, the response was from 1 Corinthians 10, 16. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. This, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this verse is actually, oh, I looked it up on my phone, but it's uh, the cup 
with which we bless is a communion with the blood of Christ. So calling it our blessing cup is a little weird. So back to Psalm 116. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? The cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord. I sat on this for a minute this morning and said, how shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? I will join him in communion. Spiritual communion these days, since we can't go to church, but man, do I long for the first time I get to go back and receive the Eucharist. Ooh, boy. All right, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 26. We have a second reading today uh, because it's Holy Thursday. Brothers and sisters, I receive from the Lord what is also handed on to you. That is, Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he gave thanks, broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Um, I, I looked this up. And again, give me a second because I turned the page. Trying to turn the page with one hand while recording with the other. Um, I wanted to get the rest of the context here because it seems a little weird that the, just this stands alone um, or would be the end of a chapter. And so oh, what uh, Paul is doing here is he's putting context for a question that the Corinthians had. Because at the end of this, he says... Um, the other matters I shall set in order when I come. So there was obviously a slew of, of items that he's responding to in his letter to the Corinthians. This one is, this is the context. It's, this is what happened. The Lord handed it on to me and I handed it on to you. This is my body. This is my blood. And then the rest of the chapter talks about receiving unworthily and how people are sick and infirmed and dying because they're receiving Christ unworthily. Um, So for context, that's part of why I do this uh, podcast is I wanted more context for the daily reading. So hopefully that helps. The verse before the gospel is John thirteen thirty four? I give you a new commandment, says the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. And uh, I thought this was actually kind of cool because uh, yesterday, no, yesterday we had Matthew. So the day before, so on Tuesday, we had the account of um, the new commandment and... Judas's betrayal in the gospel, but it, it skipped over basically this verse. And so it's like the people, wonderful magisterium of our church was like, hey, 
that needs to be in here during Holy Week. Where can we put that? And they, they were able to get it in here in the verse before the gospel. Because it goes from the announcement of Judas's betrayal, right, where he hands over the morsel or, or dips the morsel with him in Matthew. And then it goes into the chapter again is uh, the new commandment. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you should love one another. And then Peter's denial is predicted. And all we got was Judas's betrayal and Peter's denial. So cool. The gospel is John 13, 1 through 15. Um, again, in John from chapter 13, the beginning of chapter 13, all the way through 17 is basically uh, the Last Supper timeline. Um, it's, it's all in the upper room, basically, you, you, to, to, for that to help. So John's got 21 chapters and 13, 14, 15, 16, so five of those chapters are all in the upper room to give you context of what he thought was important. So this is the beginning of chapter 13. This is the very beginning of the upper room uh, story. And so before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew. I I thought the beginning of this was kind of cool. So before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew that his his hour had come. I promise I know how to speak the English language. Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world. And he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, the son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So, during supper, fully aware that the father had put everything into his power, into Jesus' power here, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he toured, you guys know the rest, he washed uh, the disciples' feet. He got to Peter. Peter said, you're going to wash my feet? Jesus was like, I know you don't get it. You'll get it later. Peter's like, you're not going to wash my feet. Jesus says, unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Peter's like then, whoop, not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. This is <laughs> Peter trying so hard he, he's such a trier. <laughs> he just screws up everywhere. He wants to keep worldly dignity here for Jesus. But he doesn't understand. All right. We even get into it um, at the end of this. After Jesus washes their feet, he says, do you realize what I've done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. Okay, this is what Peter is thinking about Jesus when he's going to wash his feet. Like, I can't let my master wash my feet. I am his servant. He is not mine. That's something a servant does. He doesn't understand the next part of Jesus' explanation here. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. Do you guys remember any stories in the New Testament of the disciples washing each other's feet again? I don't. (laughs) 
weird side note. I have given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do. This is my prayer for today. Sorry for the long episode. Hopefully you guys are having a great quarantine. But let us serve those that serve us. Maybe it's your kids today. Maybe it's your employees. Maybe it's whomever. Today, let us be servant leaders. Lord Jesus, we pray all these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.